Good morning and welcome to another episode of A Couple With. Today I'm on my own and I'll be honest I have forgotten my tea because this was, this is, I'm not going to lie, it's a last minute thing. Um, I have been a little all over the place if I'm honest, um, trying to find balance, trying to get um, uni work done, um, and I figured you've had plenty with some guests. I figured you wouldn't mind one where it's just me. And I think it's important because if you're listening to me, I don't want you to think that just because everything I do seems okay and that I'm okay and and that, um, I think, what, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, everything's rosy in my world because it seems it. Because this is something that has been playing on my mind something uh, quite a lot just lately. Is the fact that people go along with what it looks like. First impressions of everything, obviously. Most people go and make a first impression within the seven, first seven seconds of, of meeting somebody. And... I am not going to say that I am anything different because that would be completely and utterly bullcrap. That's my new one. Slip of saying bullshit just lately. I've been saying bullcrap. I don't know. Just feels right. Just feels right. So yes. The idea of what something looks like to what something is. Now, this one is such a sticky subject because if anybody was to look at how I am via social media I would seem happy hardworking and your impression of me would be oh and I've had this a few times you're getting a good message out there you're doing really well you're hard working, you're this, you're that. I don't feel any of those. I honestly don't. I feel like I've gone through the most, one of the most stressful times lately. And for absolutely no fucking reason. I'll be honest, I cannot tell you why. Considering, in my own words, I've got really nothing to be stressed about and a lot of people would think the same but I have been I have my workload has been a lot I've been trying to chase people I've been trying to live the dream or my version of it anyway because like everybody has their own version of what is correct and what isn't correct for them and I think you should have nobody is the same so your dreams and your aspirations should be different I digress so first looks and i don't know i i know i'm blessed i i'm not going to pretend that i am living in some third world country and for poor me you know i can't do that i could bring into many reasons that of why that but you know what we're not getting political or also not getting racial or anything like that this is strictly i'm talking about looks of how stuff is as well as how I'm feeling and how people feel 
So we're sticking to the theme of mental health. We could get into other subjects, but we're not doing that. So, and a lot of people just would assume, as well as, to be fair, if you'd asked me a couple of years ago, I would have assumed at this point, I'd be fucking Dan Tan, no, fuck it, Fan Dabby Dozy. I'll get my words out in a minute. And I haven't, because when you're trying to bring something together, you discover new levels of shit. I'm the most positive person in the world. Well, I get told this quite a lot. I don't always feel like it. But I, I always have a positive outlook. I know everything will work out in the end if you, you work hard enough. But people don't tell you how hard it can be trying to work for yourself. Or work on the dream for yourself. So I have discovered new levels of shit. Not brought on by you, to some degree. But more like because you're working towards something and people don't tell you how much hard work it is well they do and they don't but they don't tell you how much hard work it is and independent work it is and you discover new things that try to fuck it up all coming from you they don't come from somewhere else they all come from you they all come from your past lives your past experiences your past bullshit as well as your childhood, it will come into play. I don't care what anybody says. Shit from your childhood. We can go, we'll go too Freudian on it. But shit from your childhood will pop up. Once you've met certain amounts of needs, and I'm not going to go into psychology, but what, there is the whole thing of once your certain level of needs are met, you move on to the next thing. And it's like, oh, we're going to crack open this one now. And when you're on the, the, the thing of personal development, personal discovery, don't roll your eyes at me. I know when people say that, it's very much like, ugh, we're going on this one again. But it's true. Once you're discovering more about yourself, you crack more shit open. Childhood stuff's going to come up. Other shit that's, you know. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you into a little secret of mine. Not really going to be a secret now that's on the podcast and anybody can listen to it. But hey, what the fuck? Why not, eh? I have lived a life, as you know, I lived a life of fight or flight. And if anybody knows anything about that, once you put yourself in constant fight or flight, you're literally, for one, you release toxins into your body that becomes a new level, that fight or flight becomes actually your normal day-to-day, how you feel about things, this is how it's going to be, everything's going to be a fight, if it's going to be a fight, I'm ready for you, my dukes are up. Problem is, once you've had a certain amount of needs met, that fight or flight is poison. Absolutely poison. Because fight or flight comes in so many different things. Fight or flight, most people think fight or flight as... Oh, you're just fighting for survival. No. Once you've met your needs, you, or once you've met to a point where you don't need to be in constant fight or flight, it just buggers off. No! As I've discovered, it comes in many forms. For one, oh, walls. I've, I've told you guys before, I've said it millions of times, I have more walls than China. And yes, if anybody wants to get upset about that, I'm, I'm just stating a fact that China has... Lots of walls, all connected together, go around it. I understand that, because so do I. 
I have always spent my life fighting. I have fought for my myself to stay alive, for the people I cared about, my kids, for my education, for my career, for a job, for friends. I have can't remember a time in my life where I didn't have to fight. Until now. Yes, yes, yes. Before you say anything, I know I'm at uni. I've got to fight through that. I've got to get myself to uni. I've got to be organised. Organisation isn't, as I discovered, I thought it was my strongest point. It's not. There you go. And you've got to fight for, like, different... I've been fighting, as I say, all my life. Until I get to this point, and now it's a different fight. It's not a survival fight. It's that I'm... I'm moving to survive to fighting for what I believe in and, and and a dream that I have that I want to earn my own practice. Problem is, you can't just switch between the two. It doesn't work. First impressions from anybody would be like looking at me going, oh, good on her, she's managed to get out of the shit. She's moving on to whatever she believes in. And I, you know what? I'd be guilty if I saw somebody like me. I'd be thinking the fucking same. I would. I'm not even going to lie. I'd be thinking the fucking same. Oh, well done. She's managed to get away from gambling parents. Well, my dad wasn't a gambler. But my mum was horrendous and my dad was an enabler. And I don't mind saying that. It's true. Um... To be honest, I think they both and they both kind of got to the point where they admitted it. But I'm not digressing on that. I've I've managed to get through that. I've managed to get through being a teenage mother, and now I have two beautiful children. Albeit they drive me absolutely batshit crazy at times. They are my world. I've my house has been halfway decorated for the last five years. Because I hate decorating. I used to like it when I had a flat in London. And I'd spend a lot of time changing the decor and stuff like that. Realised it's because I didn't really have much of a life of anything else. So I had to focus on that. And hindsight is a beautiful thing, isn't it? Um, I've spent... I've fought. I've, I've fought my career. I've, I've fought people. I've fought. Thought, 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 but let, I'll let you into a little, other little secret. It's fucking tiring. Do you know how exhausting it is to be constantly in survival mode? I am forever being tired. And like I say, you don't switch between the two once you get shit sorted out. And I have been unintentionally fucking shit up. I don't know. How to be successful. I know how to succeed. Succeed and successful are two different things. Succeed means you get past a task or a challenge. And I'm always more interested in a challenge because I like hard work. I like to measure my hard work. I like to see that my hard work is taking me somewhere. So obviously challenges, once you set them, they're a measurable mark of what you've done. So I succeed. Successful is another matter. Now, other people might see me as successful. And you know what? 
for those who do, I love you from the bottom of my heart because I don't see myself as successful. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna pretend this. I don't see myself as successful. And I won't because that's one of the things for one that drives me. And I don't mind saying that. But I don't see myself as successful. I don't see myself even close. I'm trying. I've, you know, I want to be there. My version of success is making sure I've helped all the people that I can. Even if that's just one. At the moment, I'm not sure if I'm making a difference, but I'm trying. And But changing up between having to be in constant fight or fight to just fighting for myself it's a hard one it's a hard exchange like I want to keep messing myself I, I do fear success I know failure I know failure very well he is my friend we have been in a relationship for a very long time but I think it's time to break up I don't want to be living for the failures. I want to live for the success, but I am scared of success. I know what comes next after failure, the next hard work, the next challenge. I don't know what comes after success, proper success and being successful at something. I don't know what comes next. And it has been fucking my head up something rotten it has been playing with my mental health that I didn't realize for the last at least six months how much I had been messing myself up and it's kind of all come about since I quit drinking if you didn't know this on my Instagram and on my Facebook I've got a vlog now um I gave up drinking for the year because I was really done with what alcohol was doing to me and I just didn't want that effect anymore and I believed in myself enough to go if I really believed in my dream and really want to do this I need to invest in myself which means investing in myself is also means facing yourself don't anybody let it fool you that is the most terrifying fucking thing you'll ever do because sometimes you might find out you're a dickhead and to be fair, I found out a lot of my shit. Well, I wouldn't say I'm a dickhead, but I've made some dickhead choices. Also, deadlines. If you've got a week to do it, you'll do it in a week. If you've got two months to do it, you'll do it in two months. Just saying. You know, with uni work and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I give up the alcohol. And I started on this like whole self-discovery. And it's now means facing myself and facing all these actions and realising how I was so I was getting so successful my version of successful. Like you don't understand this podcast is my baby. I love it. I love what it brings to me. I love that it brings to other people, or so they've said, and I hope that's true. Um, I love it. I love connecting with you guys. I love connecting with my guests. I love 
that in the knowledge that hopefully I am actually helping somebody. Let me shut that window as I think there's a dog outside uh, barking. Um, I love this podcast, but it was all of a sudden I realised how well it was doing and it freaked me out. Because I was like, oh no, what does that mean next? And it seems so fucking dumb, right? It seems so dumb. It seems really goddamn dumb that, oh, he's doing so well. Oh, poor you. Oh, poor, oh, heavens to Betsy. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I'll fully admit that myself. But I did. I didn't realise how much I was putting a stop to it. And that's why it's been stopped that, stopped that with, with excuses. Because cause when you come to come to the thing of fear and all that, you do hear millions of excuses. And to be fair, they are valid. Anybody who's got excuses for anything, I'm not going to lie, they're probably valid. Unless, you know, they are piss poor. But 9 times out of 10, people who make excuses, they have valid points. Like, we're not going to even pretend that you're not. You've got a valid point. There are shit that's always going to get in the way. And I had a valid point. I was busy with uni. I was trying to get stuff sorted out. I was trying to find a home life balance. These are the things that were accepted. But no, when I realised and came into this year, gave up drinking and all that lot, I realised that I these were excuses because once I stopped drinking I realised where my time was going and I was shutting off and now I don't do that so what was my that was my excuse for I'm not saying that everything was alcohol I just used it as a way to oh well you know I've done enough poor me I'm just going to stop now I have had to face some stuff that I'm not ready to discuss but I've also had to face facts of some things are not working and taking my energy and draining me. And that has meant not just projects but people as well. I'm not, I've never done it personally. Like when I, I had to cancel my mastermind. And it wasn't a personal thing, but I realised it wasn't as important to other people. I had a mastermind group with people that I knew that was in this kind of content creating life. Um, they were, We got together and had conversations and it was great at first. I was like, I was loving being able to have these conversations. But then it just became a time of me just chasing people. And it wasn't anything personal, it's just accepting that what's important to me isn't exactly important to them. That's, that's okay, but I had to accept it to myself and I was using it as a distraction, as something to, you know, it wasn't working, I needed to walk away from it. And when I ended it, I lost some friends. I, oh, who I thought was friends through the content creating life. And it shocked me because it was like, well, do I really know who these people are? And I've questioned a lot of stuff and not only that, but I had to go through the sadness of losing something I truly believed in because 
I believe in it. It will still come back up at some point because I know I believe in that idea. It's just now isn't the right time. And it was sadness. I had to go through that. And there are other things that I am also having to accept that I, I can't do anymore. And it's really hard, especially for me, because I am Miss Busybody. I love to be doing stuff. I love to be like, yeah, I did this, I did that. And it's absolutely killing me. It's exhausting me. And nobody knows this because we'll get back to the original point. From looks of it, I'm doing great. And I'm not saying that I'm not. But I'm also, I'm not. I'm not as great as people think. I I deal with a lot that people don't realise. Stuff that I'm not willing to discuss just because I don't talk about it there and then. Doesn't mean that I'm not going for it. Some things are just, you keep to yourself. It's not that you're, you don't care. It's just, you have to deal with it inwards. I think, I've, to be honest, I've turned from an extrovert to an introvert. I like deep connections and I like the odd going out. But nine times out of ten, I like my own company. But I realise after spending quite a lot of time on my own, sometimes, you know, you have to have that outward bound. I I, I would say I'm 70% introvert, 30% extrovert. And you know what? That really looks like, side note, introvert and extrovert annoys me. It should be introvert and outrovert. Just saying. Anyway. I. Yeah. I, once I've realised that I'm not doing so great. I've had to just. Embrace my introvert. And go what's not working for me. What's taking my energy. What's. And I would advise anybody who's feeling the same. To take the same route. Sit back and go. When you go to do something. How do you feel? For example. My mastermind. I'd had two beautiful conversations with two people I care a lot about. And then I had to do my 48 hour ask of who, once I'd finished, I had to do my 48 hour ask of who is going to be joining the group this week. And I literally just couldn't bring myself to do it. And that's when I knew I was done. I knew I was done and I deleted it there. And yes, in hindsight, I should have told everybody it it just wasn't that it was more like my, my brain just went no no more no more I've had enough and it just went deleted it and went I went to bed I was drained and I'm having to go through literally everything like that so I'm having to change stuff with the help of my support which there are a lot of people in involved but not at the same time like my kid's dad has been supportive throughout all of this like I can't I, I seriously can't rate him enough he is is somebody who has been with me through I've known I've known that bugger now 20 years and he has been with me supporting me through my career change pretty much since I started it and when I first started it I wanted to work with the deaf and I'm not saying it's not an option it's just 
at this moment it's slightly changed that was like six years ago so I'm not saying he wasn't supportive beforehand I'm just saying you know if he's listening just saying but I have friends that are not even in this country that have talked to me talked through me and I've also had to learn to uh, accept my spiritual side rather than just think of it as a namby-pamby thing because there is a spiritual side to me. Don't roll your eyes again, fix them. Um, But there is a spiritual side to me and that was influenced a lot by me. I've had to learn to accept a lot of myself that I, I devalue myself and anybody who's going for the journey of discovering themselves, I'm 30 fucking free. I thought I'd discovered myself enough. Turns out I never I didn't know shit about myself. I had to do the kickoff of giving up alcohol and really looking hard and deep about myself, even though I decided seven years ago that I was gonna sort my life out. It took me till seven years later that I realised that you know what, this shit needs to be sorted out properly. Don't ever think that once you've got to a certain point, that's the end of it. Because I can tell you once, once again, once you think that you've cracked it, there's a whole new level you've got to break through. So at first looks, nobody really pays attention to this shit. But I've also got to accept that I don't really talk about this. So how would they? I'm going to flip it and show both sides. I don't talk about this. So how would they know? And there's another thing is I don't want to be hurt so I don't let myself out coming back to the walls thing. I don't want to get hurt again. But if I don't open up to let... If I don't open up, I don't let the the bad or the good in. So I'm having to learn to be more open and, and connect more with people. There's a lot to it. Um, I'm just discovering what works what doesn't work and learning more about me please if, if you're going through the same journey please reach out i'm quite happy to talk about this sort of stuff um that's why i do this right right so we can talk and, and you can hopefully nod and agree because i can't see you through a podcast but <laughs> I'm going to round it, relatively round it, because I don't think I could actually ever. Looks are not everything. I'm managing. That's the best way to put it. I'm managing. I'm not as okay as people think, and that's okay. If you are not managing as well as people think, people think you're okay, and you don't think you're okay, that's okay. I know that's round, like round, roundabouts and all that lot, but it's true. You're not expected to be okay all the time. You're not expected to be fine. And in a sense, I am okay. I'm just not okay. I know. I hear you scratching your head. Um, but it's either way, you'll be alright. You'll figure the shit out because essentially, you're on a journey to figure yourself out. So even if you've just got one mini step ahead, you've figured yourself out to some degree. I don't know what the future holds for my podcast. I'm hoping I can get past this barrier of myself. Because, like I say, my podcast is my baby. I've started 
trying to push myself to get around it so that I put now with my vlog of my because I'm doing um, a diary of my dry year I must remember to record more because I keep forgetting <laughs> the thing I've been just lately of trying to learn more about yourself is you spend more time with yourself but you actually spend more time with yourself so you don't pay attention to your phone as much so yeah oh the other thing is like It's okay to not be okay, as they always say. It's okay to know that what you're going through is, you know, going through stuff. I am doing the vlog to show my thing. I'm not sure how this podcast is going to go on. I know I'm trying to push past my fear of success. The podcast is now going up on YouTube very slowly because my internet is atrocious. So I'm having to borrow unis one to get stuff uploaded i know ridiculous right um i don't know i'm okay with that all i know is i'll do my best that's all i can do right like the same with my fitness all i can do is my best and i've been working out a lot more just lately all i can do is my best i can't and this goes for everybody. All you can do is say why not and just go for it. Give it a try. And just say I'll do what I can. But truly mean it. Don't go I'll do what I can. And we all know we've got that British, very British. Oh, I'll do what I can mates. And we never get back around to it again. Actually do what you can. To your level. Don't give up on something you believe in. I only just realised recently that I stopped saying I want my own practice. And that is one of the major milestones, if not the end goal, but one of the major milestones for me because it's something I believe in. Why did I stop saying that? I've got to, and you've got to, look at your base core. What do you believe in? What, what are you striving for? Are you in survival mode or are you fighting for what you believe in? Because you can't fight for what you believe in if you are constantly in survival mode. Survival mode literally means you are just trying to get through the day or the week or the month, depending on how long your period of time goes. Fighting for what you believe in is looking at the long-term goal and going, that's where I want to be. Well, that's the next milestone I want to hit. Right? so different and I'm learning to leave survival mode learn to leave you know I have to measure my struggles everything has to be a fight otherwise how do I know I've done well that that's frustrated as hell I can tell you that I want to keep fighting and have this chip on my shoulder I want to fight for a different reason I want to fight for a cause I, I want to believe I want my believe in my long-term dream to pull me towards it. not push not like go on you can do it get over there well like I'm literally pulling a rope to try and get to it as fast as I can but in the right amount in the right way and I want it to pull me to bring me to attract me like a magnet to let go of whatever's behind me and go that was me I've had to learn to let go of fat limb I was very fat. Uh, and I'm not going to 
this is not fat shaming. It's not. This is just personal. I was overweight. I was very unhealthy, and I lost it. But I was. Like, oh, I used to be there, and I used to use it a lot. I need to let go of that. I used to be troubling. You know, even up until a few years ago, people only ever saw me as trouble. I had to fight to prove I was worth it because Lynn is always just trouble. She's not worth your time or anything. She's just trouble. That's it. She's just trouble. She's not worth anything. I had to fight through that. You know, these are the names and the labels that were not set by me. They were given. And I've had to, I am having to learn to break them. Because I'm not that troublesome teenager anymore. I am not that fat person. I am not that teenage mother that everybody thought I was useless. My daughter's a teenager now. (laughs) She's actually one year off from how old I was when I had her. And she is nothing like I was. Like, and I'm so glad because when I was her age, I was doing some extremely dodgy shit. Like, I'm quite happy to say that I used to spend my 16, when I was 16, I used to go drinking down at Camden Canal. If you've ever been to London, for my people who live who live in a different country, in London, a place called Camden Canal. I used to spend a lot of time drinking beside that. Not a wise idea, but it's nice to know that my daughter is nothing like that. She don't put herself in dodgy situations. She's had issues. We've had to protect her. But she is nothing like that. And I couldn't have done that if I wasn't a relatively good mom. Right? So these are all the labels that were given to me. That I need to break off. Because the voices in my head that tell me that I'm worthless. That tell me that I'm you know, an awful person not mine and anybody who's gone through trauma in their life will know that the voices you hear even though they're in your voice they are not yours you didn't come into this world thinking you were a piece of shit so somebody told you to a point where you believe it if somebody told you You were worthless to the point that it became a voice in your head that became your own. It lies. You are not. And I'm having to learn it myself at 33. That when my mother told me I would never amount to anything. When family told me I was just trouble. When friends wouldn't have anything to do with me. When I was a joke because I was fat. All of these things I've had to, I'm now learning at 33 to let go. Nearly 34. They're hard. But I could have never have done this all without the kickstart of going, I'm worth it. I need to stop drinking. But I'm going through all this. And again, going back to looks, people don't realise it. People don't realise it. So if you want people to realise it, speak. Just say I'm not doing so great because I'm going through something at the moment that's hard. If you don't necessarily want everybody to know, open up what your feelings but don't open up what you're going through. 
And I know that sounds what people... But I was like, you can always be open with how you're feeling. You don't have to tell everybody everything in your life. And another thing I would say is... People are always going to go off first impressions. But the ones who truly care will be there. They will ask you if you're okay. And I'm going to end on a better note. Because I don't want you guys to think that I'm sat in a corner rocking and crying to myself. (laughs) Because in general, I am a happy person. I'm just going through a lot of stuff. And I'm trying to push past it all. I want to be successful. I don't want to just succeed. So, if there is something that you are trying to push through, or you want to get to a point where you want to pull, be pulled towards it, reach out. Hell, if you've got nobody to speak to, I'm always here. It's hard. But it's not a struggle in the sense of fighting for your life. Unless you are fighting for your life, and then by all means, man, you have my deepest sympathy, because been there, done that, bought t-shirts, sold it again, and possibly then bought it back. Um, but yeah, I don't know if this has made any sense, and it is quite a long one for me just being on my own, but I figured you all got, this is my version of reaching out and speaking to somebody. Looks are not everything they seem to be. If you want to truly care about the person, ask how they are. And the person at the other side, be honest. If you're not managing, you're not managing. It's okay. Finding out about you is shit sometimes. To discover who you really are. Mm, But most people, I truly believe in the good. You can make some fucking bad choices. I know that one. But do damn this good. You're not worthless. You're not horrible. You're not what these people tell you. That has become your voices. You are you. That you are the only you. You're only you're the only you that'll ever be. So enjoy it. It's gonna be a hard struggle, but enjoy it. And I tell you what, there is no deceiving in how that looks. It is hard as hell. But until next time, and hopefully next time I'm here, you'll have a guest, so you won't have to just hear me rambling on. (sighs) Good day, good brew. If you like this episode and want to listen to more, I have over 60 episodes of A Couple With, and they go from me talking on my own about subjects and stories of my life to others. And some people I've spoken to have incredible, incredible stories. And that's what it's all about. Talking about people's stories over a cup of tea. And having those open conversations. So, like I say, if you like, share, subscribe, rate. That's all appreciated. And thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this.